Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, shopping, datiest, firefly squishingest, journey havingest, couple sessioniest recap podcast of The Bachelor ever. Ever. <laughs> Good qualifiers I, this week. By I the way. Re- well, I just make them up <laughs> when we start. I never think about it ahead of time. I think once I thought about it ahead of time for thirty seconds, and that's about <laughs> it. So, uh, you're welcome, everyone. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. Um, so, unlike Sarah, you know, mm. thrown a fit. Uh, why? Okay. Is there going to be one more villain or are we done with villains for the season? Like for real, I'm kind of tired. I don't need any more villains. This is the, uh, (laughs) this is the story arc. So we had two just kind of, you know, burn hot and burn out villains Mm -hmm. that I really, you know, enjoyed because they were theatrical. We had Sarah, who was kind of the more like low key cerebral villain until she, you know, in, in the last couple episodes sort of materialized. Uh, and now that she is gone, then we're going to have the moment where uh, Clayton has to look in the mirror and realize that he's been the villain all along. Oh, I like that. I like that. A real are we the bad guys here moment for Clayton. A-I-T-A. Um <laughs> A-I-T-A, I slept with three women in the bachelor house and told them all I love them. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Okay. Mm. I was going to ask you. Well, maybe I still will. Um, do, who do you think are who do you think the three are? Who do you think is going home next week? Is that skipping forward too far? I don't know if I care. Maybe I'm just going to maybe I'm just going to go rogue this week and tell the whole story backwards like it's uh you know like it's a mystery novel <laughs> I mean, we like can do that like it's the movie memento <laughs> like it's the movie memento <laughs> yeah so at the end joe piscopo is going to show up um i okay God, I hope so, so. <laughs> i mean that would be ideal <laughs> yeah, i feel it'd be great <laughs> i'm trying oh jeez i cuz they this editing is tricky is it not i'm just like they're like we're gonna throw in just enough clips of everyone so you're not quite sure who's at the end here exactly just enough just enough i think i'm pretty sure that we're gonna be down to Susie and rachel okay there there's your two blondes and then God, probably serene. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I I was thinking Rachel, for sure, Rachel. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Um, I was thinking maybe Rachel, and then I was torn between Gabby and Serene and Susie. Well, Susie's got to be there, right? I don't know. I don't know. Some weird feeling I have is like maybe hometowns of Susie's last week. Don't know why. Interesting. Don't know why. But I for sure know Rachel's one of them. But it was like the clips were so like because I think Gabby's in there because there's like crying footage we haven't seen and it doesn't look like hometowns. But 
Mm. You never know. You, you never, never know. Because, like, I don't know. Even this episode was kind of strange like that. Like, I was like, oh, I didn't see this playing out this way. I thought Sarah was going to make it further. I didn't think she was going to get found out this week. And I don't even know if she got found out. Like, the whole thing is confusing. Um, it's another it's another purity test with The Bachelor that I will never completely understand. But one of the reasons or one of the rules of The Bachelor is you can't talk about the strength of your relationship with the bachelor in relation to other relationships within the house. Right. You can't say like, Oh, things are so strong with me and Clayton definitely stronger than you, which might be true. And in Sarah's case was absolutely true. Uh, but that's just a no, no still leads to your downfall. Yeah. Um, and okay. she does kind of suck. So good for Clayton for getting rid of her. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, okay. So I just want to say this. I would like to throw some of this in there. Um, Odd Milwaukee has Bachelor recaps. And one of my friends sent me it today. Saw it and thought of me, you know. And I was like, thank you. I'm so flattered. Uh, please give our podcast five stars if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. That's how we get seen. <laughs> so on Milwaukee did a recap, and I would like to intersperse our words with the words of Matt Miller, culture editor of onmilwaukee.com, in, entitled, uh, this article is entitled, The Bachelor Recap, Welcome to the World's Worst Therapy Session. Even... <laughs> Even Hannibal Lecter would be like, I don't think this reflects well on the psychologist profession. <laughs> so like, that's where he's at with this episode. So once we get there, he talks about literal malpractice. Wonderful. So I'm very excited. This looks like a, this is like a different type of a take than I normally read about this. Like this person in all caps is, most upset about the worst therapy sessions in recorded history. In recorded history. Yeah, that's, that's pretty like pretty extreme, right? Anyway. I mean, and 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 the other thing is too is like it's so off-putting and just orchestrated and fake and useless. And the whole reason there's this extended therapy segment in this episode is because some production assistant read the Wikipedia page for Vienna and was just like, oh, like psychoanalysis Freud. was developed here by Freud. Yeah. So they're <laughs> like, like, we'll do a Freud session because there's no better model. Exactly. We haven't gotten better since the 1800s. Okay. Nope. Uh, anyway. Tell me about your mother. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> okay. She's just like daddy issues to all of the, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Surprise, surprise. Um, so, yeah, so we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Um, oh, by the way, I did finish reading Bachelor Nation, so I'm ready to talk about it in between Ooh. seasons. And I got lots of thoughts and I got lots of notes. And um, it really has changed the way that I watch the show, which is interesting. Okay. Mm. So week seven, we're only eight minutes into the podcast and now we're going to start talking about this. <laughs> so that's better than some weeks. Sometimes it's like 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Sarah comes in, you know, with a rose. She's all smug. Um, this, I, so I think you and I both like marinara. Like, I think we're both fans of marinara. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, uh, one thing that I will say is I 
it made me like her more or just not change my like of her when she did admit to saying something. And that was when it was obvious to me that they like kind of served it up like Mira's a villain, dot, dot, dot. And it's like, no, I don't think she did it maliciously. I think she really does believe that someone that young can't be ready. And I think yeah. she believes it extra because she didn't like the vibe she was getting off of Sarah. I think if it was someone like Becca Martinez who had been in there, she probably wouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, that, no, that makes um, perfect sense. And I, and I agree because I mean, yeah, not that Mara is, you know, some old spinster or anything, but she's 32 and there's people in the house that are in their early 20s. And she literally just said, like, how could anyone be ready? I certainly would not have been ready for marriage at the age of 23. Are you kidding me? I was a complete idiot. And not that I'm saying all these women are, but you got a lot of shit to figure out. And even if you're not an idiot, you probably have things you want to do in priorities that may not align with Clayton's idea of what he wants out of a marriage, which sounds like I want to, you know, settle down and have kids and do this, that, and the other thing. So yeah, it makes perfect sense. The thing is you don't say that on the bachelor, Mara, you just, you can't say it like that because people, you know, misconstrue it. So no, she's not villainous. She just did not play her bachelor cards correctly. Um, but hey, she'll do fine on, uh, you know, paradise. I would imagine. And this this was not this was not her season anyway. Like, come on, you fed Clayton some poutine. This is not. You weren't going anywhere. You she'd stalled be, out. <laughs> yeah, she'd be good with some of the. I feel like yeah, some guys on Katie's and Michelle's season who are a little either older or like food oriented. She'll do mm-hmm. well. She'll do well. Yeah, she needs a hungry boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can't talk about like Colton being a food boy anymore no. for several reasons. <laughs> Fuck him. Um, <laughs> but someone that has that energy, but not the like whole stalking thing, and like yeah. that would be good. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if she gets on Paradise where that goes. I could see her getting on Paradise, so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, so. I think Sarah is just kind of like just being like mean and catty for the sake of being mean and catty. And and I and I do think Mara was right on when she was like, you're getting sloppy. Like, I think it looked premature when she said it, but we could mm-hmm. see it later. Right. So um, I think all the things that she saw and felt it was weird. Right. Because it wasn't just Mara who felt this way. All of the women in the house were feeling this way. But they like oddly didn't talk about it until later. So I don't know if they had filmed stuff and then Mm. they didn't use it because they had other villains. And then it came to a head with Sarah just based on editing. And it was like always a problem because the way people talked about it sounded like this had been going on almost the entire time. Yeah. When they talk about her. Yeah, it's kind of odd. For sure. Yeah. Because sure. it was it was kind of like, oh, she was she was saying things in the house like, oh, these women are in between me mm-hmm. and Clayton. And I just have to get through the <clears throat> in between, you know, clear yeah. out Which all the is true. riffraff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but not, she, not necessarily riffraff, but it, it just it's how they frame it. Right. I because, feel like yeah, it's the way she the said it. Yeah, exactly. It, it seemed like it didn't land well with the other women. Yeah. It's the almost way like that she's she 23 and didn't and didn't think these things through, you know. <laughs> um. So 
So we're at the cocktail party and uh, Clayton gives Serene jars filled with fireflies, quote unquote, uh, really twinkly lights. And she's like, that's so sweet. You know, I told him about, you know, my my favorite moment with fireflies. And this time she didn't talk about the squishing them on her face part, which was a good (laughs) like, I know it's like a sad story. But also, like that was strange, and I can't let it go. I'm just no. Like, it's one of those things that kind of like on your face sticks in the back of your head, and then you're like, "Oh, that's bug squish face, lady." <laughs> but she's like a teacher. Like I was just like, okay. Um, she seems very sweet, but that was just an odd thing to teacher share. of the dark arts squishing <laughs> bugs on your face. Well, maybe maybe there's some some skincare benefits to it because she has great skin. So maybe you know, she maybe this is a skincare regimen we don't know about. Maybe maybe Firefly butt has hyaluronic acid in it or something. Hmm. Yeah, we don't I know that. Okay, I'm gonna Google it. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> whatever you're doing, Serene, it's working. You look gorgeous. Uh, if you want to squish fireflies on your face, okay, I'm yeah, too you're deep. doing I'm something walking, right. Walking away from this. Uh, so this was confusing too. So like they did that. They had like the, you know, they're having this cocktail party. This is what I was confused about. Did they just skip an entire day? Because it was like the Sarah stuff and then it was the cocktail party. And then Mara said something about last night you said this. Da, 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 da. And I was like really confused by that. Did you catch that? Yeah, it, it feels like... I. <sighs> Even if it wasn't like a skip of an entire day, it feels like there's a a chunk of time missing here. Like maybe it was back at the hotel or something like that. But it it does feel like there's there's some time missing. Okay, yeah. I just uh, sometimes I feel like they're just trying to mess with my concept of time because Mm. that this shit's confusing. Anyway, so she had said something. This is when she talked about. the in-between, you know, she's like, you called everybody else the in-between, and I wrote LOL. Um, and now the women are starting to get frustrated because, again, on yet another argument, yet another controversy is getting in the way of their time with Clayton, so they can't go see him. And Gabby's like, this is serious shit, you know. And uh, <laughs> trying to get my Gabby impression down. Uh. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> This is serious shit. Um, so they get to the rose ceremony, talks about the journey, blah, 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 blah. And Susie, Serene, Gabby, and Genevieve um, all get the rose, which means Mira is going home. Mm. R.I.P. to that spicy marinara sauce. Yeah, it's it's too bad. And she had said something, I think, at the end, right? Like a little something. It's kind of like the wrong one went home or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, this is this was the interesting part for me because I wasn't picking up that any of the other women were annoyed with Sarah the way Mira was. Yeah, I wasn't either. It, it seems like, well, like you said, it, it seems like this has been boiling underneath the surface for a while. And really the show just kind of framed it as a Mara versus Sarah thing. And, and it was just like, Oh, Mara is old and dismissive and jealous. And Sarah is, uh, you know, a, a dipshit full of hubris. And they just kind of like pitted them against each other. When in reality, it seems like Sarah was a dick for a while. At least that's once it was revealed. Right. Like what, how, how are these people reacting this way? 
like that's what I'm saying. Like the whole thing is like super confusing because it didn't seem to be an issue. And then like all of a sudden it was with everybody. And they were just like, we hope we could get this stuff behind us. Like we just want this to be over. Mm-hmm. Um, Teddy's like, I want to get to other things. Vienna waits for me, you know. Um, just kidding. She wouldn't get that reference. I don't think she, I think she's too young. I'm too old. Um, but anyway, Rachel, okay. This is my favorite thing that people say these interviews. I think I'm thinking more about these like confessional interviews now because I know that they're just like, you know, coerced to say certain, you know, it's like, just say the thing, just say that this is the most important week yet. And they're like, okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know um, say it <laughs> so that's all I'm hearing in my head now is like that and there you know and Rachel's like this is the most important week so far and it's like yes you can say that about literally every week yeah it's every, the most every important new week is the most important week that's how the show works it's about oh escalation. my god like I'm like I know they're making you say this but it's bugging me so anyway um so we find out that Susie is getting the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And uh, how she... did she not make it to the, this is, this is where I'm certain I'm questioning. Oh, your, your that's final a good three. point. No, that's a good point. Cause I did put this in all caps. Uh, <laughs> Second one I want to edit a shopping date. She gets the a shopping s- date. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. No, that's a good point. I just think it would be like, I think like, this is my wild speculation. I am not saying it's going to happen. But what I am saying is, wouldn't it be totally wild if she, um, her hometown didn't go well and she went home? Like, that would be a shock, right? Mm -hmm. Shock. That's all I'm saying. I mean, that would be a big shock for sure. I'm just trying to think of, like, what could happen at a hometown that would break Clayton so much. Like, what would he have to see? Because I I can't think of it. He's a simple man, right? Dad gets his gun. I don't know. Dad gets Uh, his gun. It's possible. Dad gets his gun. Um, Why is Susie in the position that she's in? Uh, One, she is clearly his type. He prefers young blonde women. But, and this is very important, he is a golden retriever. And all he's looking for is for someone to wave a little bone in front of his face that says, I love you. And she gave that to him. She gave, I'm falling in love with you. She gave that to him early and in a convincing way. That's all he needs. And he's like, that's it. That's what I want. That's true. He is like a golden retriever and she's a Disney princess. And so mm-hmm. basically it's like the Disney princess who falls. And you know what? Okay. You know, you know what? No, Lady in the Tramp isn't quite right. Cause that would, he would be a little bit more interesting. Um, he's like, if Gaston was just stupid and not evil. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Mm, that's cool. It's like if Gaston was 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 dumb and not evil. Yeah. Yeah. Or Say like, it works. Yeah, okay, anyway. So he's like Mr. Peanut Butter, you know. And <laughs> she's a Disney princess. And... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, she gets the shopping date. So that is a big deal. Most of the time, like the shopping date, like that, that might mean they win the whole thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, and this late in the game and as a second date, come on. Yeah, that's true. 
That's very true. Okay. All right. Now I'm feeling a little differently about it. Okay. <laughs> it's her maybe game I'm to wrong. Lose. It's her game to lose. Okay. Wait. Remember who you said that about last time? No. Who did I say it about? Peter's season. Do you remember who you said that about? Uh, Hannah. Hannah Ann. You said oh, this is yeah. her season to lose. And she did. <laughs> well, yeah. But that was like the whole like Ari thing, you know? It was so weird. It was very weird. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, they can, they can, they're not going to do that again. And then they did it again. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so <laughs> I don't know. I think it's either. I mean, I would. I just want there to be a twist. I don't think there's going to be a twist, but like, I want there to be a twist, and I also think it'd be really interesting if, yeah, it came down to like Susie and Rachel because I think that's what's going to come down to. Anyway. So let's see. So she gets the shopping date. Okay, this is my question. This was my question about the shopping date. Sorry, okay. I like my brain just like left the building for a minute, but I'm back. Uh, so welcome <laughs> back to my brain. So they go on the shopping date. She's trying on all these dresses. They were all really pretty. And she got red bottom shoes, blue buttons, and all that stuff. And then she ends up like taking some stuff home and then they're like madame you know your your frock and she gets this like really beautiful red puffy dress that she wears to dinner and then this old dude sings lady in red oh my god i can't believe it it was so weird where did they dig him up so, how did they get the lady in red guy i mean she was wearing red sure but so that's so my question is this is like, uh, what is it called? Like, uh, is it like tube narrative or what's it called? You know, like when you um, when you're playing in a video game and they give you like the illusion of choice, but really it's going to end up the same no matter like what dialogue options you play. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's what this felt like where I was like, uh, did it even matter that she was trying out dresses? They were going to make her wear a red one. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so who and I actually thought she looked better in the pink dress and in that floral dress that she mm -hmm. had on. Those looked better to me. Not that she she looked great in everything. I love the reaction everyone in the house too because they were like kind of jealous and mad. Uh but then they were just like what what am I supposed to do with this? Like you just look amazing. Like They're like she I, just I looks really pretty. She just looks really pretty. So <laughs> So and she's, she's really nice. So, like, what? I, I'm not gonna be the a bitch about it. Like, That's Clayton's favorite color. Oh, <laughs> was it? Wait, I thought it was. I think it was, was it Serene that said that. She said it was her favorite color. Oh, I thought she said it was Clayton's favorite color. I'm like, oh, this, said, this is how she said far that's you're... my favorite color. <laughs> oh, I thought she's she said in red, like... and that's my favorite color. That's what I wrote down. I don't okay. Know. We could both be wrong. Um, <laughs> somehow <laughs> she's like, I hate that color, and we're like, oh. Uh, but yeah, so I was like, that sucks because I feel like she looked better in like a pink or like that, that like kind of natural colored, mm -hmm. um, but it ain't like, lady in pink, Sammy. Right. Come on. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, so what the fuck was the point of her trying all these dresses? I just can't like, believe they got like lady in red lady guy. In Is Did that he just... really lady in red guy? Or, that's lady just, red guy. <laughs> or was it just like lounge singer doing lady in red guy? No, that's, that's lady in red guy. Okay. I am a hundred percent positive. And then it's like, was he just in What's Vienna? Did, did oh, you import him? Christopher. Okay. Did, did they import him? Like what? Well, his last name looks like. Is, Vienna-ish. 
Yeah, he's British Irish for some reason. For some reason. <laughs> no reason, like he was born there or something. <laughs> that so, so maybe he was already somewhere in the UK, and so it, yeah. it didn't take him that long to get there. I don't know, just for a show that routinely trots out a, a country music singer that no one's ever heard of, it's weird that they're like, no, this week it's Lady and Red Guy. Well, has David Foster ever done the show? Mm, I don't think so. I'm checking. No, I don't think so either. Okay. Um, just because I just feel like he would have because he's such a, well, I don't know. He takes himself too seriously probably, but mm -hmm. he's like so much more washed up than he thinks he is. <laughs> um, anyway. I hate I hate David Foster because he fucked over Yolanda. So That's fair. Uh, yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um <laughs> Any uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fans? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck David Foster. Anyway. Listen, so as someone who has had a cocktail at Tom Tom, let me tell you, I'm a big fan. <laughs> you have? Oh, yeah. Oh. Wait, have you been to any of the other establishments or just Tom Tom? I, I, we went to all of them. In you did? Like one day, yeah. What was your favorite? Was Tom Tom your favorite? Tom Tom's, Tom Tom was a favorite. Yeah, for really? sure. For sure. Wow. Yeah. Over Pump. Yeah, yeah. Pump was okay. And then uh, the, the worst one was, I think it's the one that closed, maybe. Villa um, Blanca? Yeah. We didn't yeah. actually go in there because it was kind of packed. We just kind of like walked by and we're like, mm -hmm. it just had, didn't have a good vibe. The rest were fine. Sir was fine. So, yeah, Sir, Sir was, actually, Sir was probably number two. And then yeah. Tom Tom, definitely number one, though, for I sure. I mean, Sir's like, it's what started it all. You know, yeah. even though it wasn't the first restaurant, it's what started it all. Yeah, it's iconic. Yeah, it is iconic. Okay, anyway, sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Brief you, Bravo was Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, now I got to ask you two more questions. All right. Okay. okay, Bravo. If you don't like Bravo, skip forward two minutes. What do you think about the names Schwartz and Sandys and something about her? Schwartz you, and Sandys is too hard to say. Like, no one can say that. <laughs> don't you think something about her is a great name? I think it's a great yes. name. That's okay. a good name. Have we talked about this before? We I have know not. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm glad we're having the conversation. I've talked about this with like several people, so I just want to make sure. I'm like, I think Schwartz, I, I think, okay, I am like a low-key fan of Katie Maloney. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know why people shit on her as much as they do. She actually seems pretty chill, and I think she's got life figured out, and she's way smarter than people give her credit for. And I think if she and Ariana open that sandwich shop, it's going to be super successful. I think they're oh, going to yeah. do a great job. They will. They will for sure. They have their shit together. Ariana is like extremely talented as well. So I don't, I'm not worried about it. I think something about her is a great name. And when Tom starts talking about like this, you know, like, oh, like this is the, it's like a lounge set in the past, but also the future at the same time. And there's going to, and you look up and it's like real stars and we have to light all of this, not just part of it. So it looks like a fucking runway. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, shut up. Anyway, I mean, I still like the Toms, but I just think Schwartz should take more charge. I think that Agreed. would be that would be a better. He would he he would make like a dive bar. I would love to go to. I would be into that. Well, even even like yeah, I I think I think a dive bar would be good. Although I don't know, G given his notoriety, I don't know if he can if he can pull off a real believable dive bar. But I'd still go to it. I think Schwartz could. Schwartz more so. He's like he's like a human dive bar. 
It's the sentient dive bar. Yeah, and like, I don't know. It's like the whole Florida vibes. You know what I mean? Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, moving on. <laughs> so, okay, so they go to the shopping date. Lady in Red. Oh, also, one more thing I wanted to mention. A, a, a recommendation for our listeners. If they are interested in this kind of a thing. Because I just listened to it. Well, I watched and listened to a great video the other day. Which was a deep dive on Birkins. On Birkin bags. And what, anytime I see these shopping dates, I think about, you know, like luxury shopping and luxury brands and stuff. And a YouTuber I really like, um, her channel's name is Smoky Glow. She did a whole video on like Birkin bags and kind of like the lore around them and the prices. And and it was interesting because like I feel like I know about them because of things like The Bachelor and Real Housewives, but she hadn't like encountered them. And so it was interesting to get perspective from somebody else. But hmm. it's just, I don't know. It's just interesting. Like the red bottom shoes. The, do you do you know what Birkin bags are? Or am I talking to you about something you don't know about? I know what Birkin stocks are. And I know what a Merkin is. But I don't know what a Birkin bag is. <laughs> uh, Birkin bags are, and for, for our listening audience who may not know, Birkin bags are by Hermes. And they uh, start at ten thousand dollars. Ooh! And how many go, Merkins could you get for a, a, the cost of a Birkin? <laughs> how many Merkins for a Birkin? Don't know. Uh, and there's like they go all the way up to like two hundred grand, sometimes more. That so seems you, like too much. You can live in one. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, so it's it's weird because like it's they're like the status symbol. And actually, who, the person they're named after hates the bags, which I think is extra oh. funny. And I just think about that. Anytime I see these shopping dates, you know, and they're like showing off like Louboutins and stuff. I'm like, there's certain brands where it's like, you got the red bottoms, you got the Jimmy Choo's, you got the Birkin, you got, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, my God. But um, anyway, so that's what this brought to mind. If anyone's interested in heinously expensive luxury bags and hearing someone's deep dive on it who wouldn't buy one <laughs> i think that's important uh listen to or watch uh smoky glow's video if you just type in like smoky glow birkin i'm sure it'll show up anyway uh so this is the last group day before the hometown so we've got sarah teddy genevieve rachel and gabby so serene gets the last one-on-one and genevieve doesn't get a one-on-one and she mm. never got a one-on-one she just got that crappy two-on-one oh because she should not have been here like the entire time she should not have been here right and, and that's that's no knock on her i think she's lovely she seems like a fine person uh as the show points out it's like oh you won't open up on national television during a fake therapy session yeah that sounds like a completely normal good thing uh we can get into that more later but the point is genevieve is a fine person She's not a person who should be dating Clayton. They did not have any chemistry. This was visible from the two-on-one. She just happened to be on it with a supervillain. And because of circumstances, she's just kind of like coasted to this point. So absolutely should not be there. And she should be happy she's gone. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we get to the group date, and that's when she does leave. Um, So they do these couples. Okay. So, okay. So it's the birthplace of Freud. Hmm. We're in Vienna. It's the birthplace of Freud. It's the birthplace of of, of psychoanalysis. So what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to, we're all going to go to couples therapy. And I'm like, how long are these sessions? First of all, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, how are they going to be any kind of anything? 
if you got like 10 minutes with her. Maybe they were a little bit longer because there were a decent amount of, or not, or there weren't, there's not too many women on this date. So you think maybe they had, I don't know, 20 minutes, but how much is, okay, how much is a therapist going to be able to tell from a 20 minute session where you're being filmed? Mm-hmm. The whole thing is weird, but being somebody who's watched things like um, starting over and like, um, you know, I don't know, like marriage boot camp type stuff. I don't know. I don't think it's like that unusual to see on TV, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't take it seriously. No. Well, I, th- I think that's that's the problem, right? Is like it's not unusual because reality shows do this stuff all the time it's just not accomplishing excuse me what they think it is like we're not we're not gaining any like insight or you know uh bachelor buzzword du jour clarity from anything that goes on in these sessions it's all just stage play theater it's it's nothing it's hollow but Clayton's like, no, now I I have clarity because I was trying to clarify the clarity I was looking for. I bet you do, bud. (laughs) Trying to clarify the clarity I was looking for. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Bachelor the musical. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So. Okay, I'm opening up this on Milwaukee thing because I want to get to the. What? Okay, this author didn't like the feather duster dress. I freaking loved that dress. I thought it was so good. So whatever. Oh, yeah. And this is something I do want to point out. And I was so glad that he reminded me. So again, this is um, the I'm Milwaukee article by Matt Miller. Okay, so it's he goes, after Clayton gives Susie the rose and Krista Berg whispers, I love you in a way that haunts me still. <laughs> We head off to the group date where things go absolutely sideways. Since we're in Freud's neck of the woods, the show books a psychoanalyst to put Clayton and the women through couples therapy. Sorry, that's incorrect. They put Clayton and women and the women through the worst therapy sessions in recorded history. Um, so let's see. At the center of misery here is Genevieve. She was already having a hard time, hard enough time feeling on the outside looking in while Clayton builds stronger relationships, but she also doesn't feel comfortable doing therapy and talking about her feelings and almost certainly not like this. Um, Instead of understanding that this is a delicate situation and that opening up about trauma and one's emotions, especially on camera is a choice. Clayton, the therapist in the show put a frankly absurd level of pressure on Genevieve to open up that she's putting their relationship at risk for not wanting to participate in something she did not choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are you nervous? The therapist asked early on with a hint of judgment in her voice, all caps. Yeah. Why would you be nervous talking to a complete stranger in a strange land about your most difficult and complex feelings in an ambush therapy session, all in front of cameras broadcasting to the world and next to your boyfriend who's dating six other women holds your fate exclusively in his hands and most recently accused you of being a liar and an actress. Why is yeah. Genevieve making, uh, being made out to be this close-minded, emotionally chilly person when she's the only one being rational here? Yeah, um, that's the thing is she everything that she was experienced and, and the way that she reacted was like the most baseline normal like I totally connected with her reaction and it broke yeah. my heart because when she left and I I mean we all knew she was gone but when she left and she was in the car 
And she's just like, well, I just, I need to work on myself and I'm too closed off. She's really beating herself up. It's like, no, I mean, maybe those things are true and you actually do need to work on those things. But in that moment, during this bachelor therapy session, you reacted like a completely rational human being. And that was good to see for me. Yeah, I think, um, I, I thought the bit in the car was maybe like, uh, either a bid for bachelorette or at least to get on paradise. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like to be at least like clearing the slate. Yeah. Cause then she can come back and be like, well, I did a lot of work and I did off screen therapy and now here I am like back and ready to find love. And I'm, I'm going to open up more and I'm going to be more vulnerable and I'm going to share oh. more of myself and it's going to be great. Like if she comes back, it's gotta be, that's gotta be the story. I'm so, going to be so vulnerable. All the men are going to get clarity. Just watch me. And then she's going to cry like Ashley. I just at oh. everything. Do you remember when Ashley's sister was also on the show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so exhausting. Exhausting. Um, I do like Ashley. Against my better judgment, I do like Ashley. But she's so annoying. <laughs> but I do like her. Anyway, so let's see what else. Okay, so yeah, the thing is weird because he, he was basically like, listen, I mean, I think you should probably just go. And she was like, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Yeah, let's get out of here. Really good um, idea. Yeah, so I'm glad that that happened then, but I feel like yeah, she should have left before that. So they do, and there was like one group or one um, therapy session that they kind of just like uh, skated over, and that was Teddy's. They didn't really yeah. spend a lot of time with Teddy's session. It was just kind of like, uh, yeah, things I think it are going well, da, 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 and then I was like moving on. So. I don't know. But it's interesting, right? Because I feel like there that could have been really beady too. Um, but maybe that was like the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was just like foreshadowing. Because I feel like they could have gone into like, well, how do you feel about Teddy being a virgin? And like, does that put a lot of pressure on you? And Oh, yeah. they, they could have asked some pretty pointed questions. I, but, but I don't it think sounds they like did. It was just like, no, it must have been really, really just boring. Yeah. Because otherwise they would have aired something. Yeah, Rachel's session was, they gave some time to Rachel's session, not as much as like some of the other ones. Well, and oh yeah, Gabby's. So Gabby was talking about kind of the same thing she talked about at that dinner, like how love is like conditional and transactional and her family and with her mom and how Mm -hmm. that was really tough on her. So that was interesting, but not surprising to hear from her. That's like, and that's why it keeps not making sense to me. That one edit that made it look like Gabby was deceptive. I'm like, I'm not seeing it. That would have to be like a really, that would be very shocking. Yeah. Cause I'm just not seeing that with her at all. I don't, I don't think she has an angle and I didn't like her at first. And now I think she's great. Um, or at least fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> turn into uh statler and waldorf a little bit that was great it was fine it was terrible i hated it um (laughs) 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 thank you so yeah so gabby's session wasn't really a surprise rachel's wasn't a surprise either she talked about being insecure which she's kind of talked about before and then we get to the weird one we get to sarah's session and this was weird because she was just like oh my god 
I love therapy so much. Uh, it's just my favorite. And I get A's in therapy. And like, it's not even a joke. It's not even a joke how much I love therapy. I love therapy so much. Like, I just, I go to therapy just for fun. I go to therapy, like, I go get facials. Like I get really good grades in therapy. Yeah. She's like, I have perfect skin, and I still go get facials, and I have a perfect personality, and I still go to therapy. Do you understand? My doctor told me that I therapied so well that I basically won, and I didn't have to come back anymore, but I just love it so much. So I'm like, give me a little more. It feels (laughs) like, so there's somebody that, there's somebody that I did a show with, and they just like they literally lied for no reason constantly and mm. this person is still like friends with people i know and i sometimes i'm like want to say something and then i'm like this is something that people just have to figure out for themselves i think because i'll just sound like a hater so i'll just let you figure out that this person is a pathological liar where like one time it was it was like this like someone would say something like Oh, uh, I went surfing once, right? And then this person mm-hmm. would go, "Oh my God, I went surfing once too, uh, and it was the first time I had ever gone surfing, and I did so well that people a crowd formed around me, and people <laughs> were watching. And cheer- I'm not lying. I'm not lying. This is what this person said. People were cheering for me, and then." The board that I was writing, they put it up behind glass and it's still in that shop to this day with my name on it. Some real like Simpsons, like Ralph Wiggum shit, right? And I was like, yeah, the baby looked at you. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And then the baby looked at me. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot like that. And I was just like, and I remember we all looked at each other like they do not think that we believe them. Like, right? Like they don't, but every story was like that, you know, and that was one of the real stories that we got, like not real, but obviously it was bullshit, mm-hmm. but like, and I'm just like, wow, okay. You know, um, this person also stole for me. So, you know, like, oh, fun, <laughs> fun <laughs> came to my place of business and left without paying. Anyway, those are the vibes that I get from Sarah, you know, like, yeah, like I, I'm so good at therapy that my therapist like wrote about me in a book, um, but they used a pseudonym, but it was about like per- the people who are perfect in therapy and, and it's like about me, but it says like Mary, but really like, obviously, you know, my name's Sarah. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> like, that's what it felt like to me. Just like this weird one upper who just yeah. like has to have the last word about everything. It's it's really strange because it's like it's the most bizarre flex in the universe. <laughs> Congratulations, you you're therapy. good at going to the doctor. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, and also it's like, I don't know. Like I don't I don't I don't see how someone can be good at therapy. I don't know. It's like I so like I'm in therapy. Uh, and I think everyone should be, <laughs> but I like, it took me a long time to find somebody that I would actually like open up with and like trust mm-hmm. and, and like share all the things that I need to share with. And, um, and so now it's like, yeah, I would say I'm like good and at it in that I am not like, oh, everything's fine <laughs> when I'm like, things are not fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but it's not like a pleasant experience per se. Like it can be like, you know, like you feel better after you talk about something or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's not like I'm like, oh my God, I love it. <laughs> no, that's just thing to say a very bizarre reaction yeah anyway so so then like T- gabby was like i think it's a tactic <laughs> the way she's talking <laughs> is a tactic I'm like i would agree and you know she comes in and like before the therapist says anything to say she's like i just want to say like thank you for doing this because i love this so much like you don't even know how much i love it i was like telling the girls how much i love it i just like love it so much and like thank you for being here and i just feel like really good about our relationship but i will say that like people were coming at me and like that was kind of it made me feel a little attacked uh but you know i'm strong and i can get through this i can get through this with this therapy session i'll be able to come out the other side thank you oh my god i love therapy so much and um okay here i have a bunch of references for some some reason um uh so i'll and i'll name one in a minute uh so this therapist comes out and she's like okay so i I think you all did a great job, blah, blah, blah. I know this isn't easy. Some feelings were honest, uh, but some were not so honest. Let's call it performative. <laughs> and everyone was like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and uh, I'm just looking to see. Okay, Isn't the it wild- odd that the most honest person was sent home? Yeah, no, that doesn't surprise me because she's like, reserved and that doesn't work on the bachelor you can't be, be reserved, reserved till a certain point but if you're reserved right no. before hometowns you're going home reserved not you're to hiding your things yeah um so this is part of the on article let's see uh so while the other women are a little stressed about therapy which like under i would not want to do a therapy session on national television no no i'm not no. doing that um, Sarah's a little too pumped about it. Happily chatting with the other woman in the waiting room about how much she loves therapy and how, uh, how confident she feels. And okay, uh, maybe Mara had a little bit of a point before, though a place less malicious than simply tactless. Uh, her eagerness continues until the therapy session where she goes into a long tangent to our psycho- psychoanalyst about how much she thinks this rules and she loves a process. It's a little teacher's pet behavior, but again, it feels more like the word puke than planned. Well, I think, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, our therapist, however, feels otherwise, but surely she'll discuss this in private and in the sensitive and then in <laughs> in all caps. Okay, she's broadcasting it to everyone like a gossip queen. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is, yeah, I hope this was a real actress and not an actual therapist. And if she is, I imagine she returned to her office on Tuesday with a significantly lighter appointment schedule. Um, I, you know, I don't know, but all of that, I think they probably made her say certain things. Oh, sure. Sure. I don't know. And also like, I will say with this article, I get where he's going, but also it's, it's, it's written like somebody who has never seen a therapy session on TV because this was not one of the wildest therapy sessions I've seen on TV. I don't know about you. No, there's been stranger ones. It was just like normal baseline annoying for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this person does not like any of any of it. Not having it, not liking the therapist, thinks it's malpractice. But I'm sure that they signed their, I mean, they signed their entire life away and a half on The Bachelor before they even walk into the mansion. So, you know, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so 
I do think, though, that Sarah is, I don't know if she's, like, acting, but I think she's just, like, overly confident and it's cringe. Yeah, I exactly. think that's kind of it, yeah. It's 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 more cringe than, like, just evil and maniacal. And, it, yeah, it's there's, there's no, uh, yeah, if anything, she suffers from misplaced sincerity in a situation where you should be a little bit more guarded, I think. Yeah, I think that that's more of it than than like uh than like she's an actress, but I also just like wanted her to go away. Yeah, oh, she's she, annoying. She just don't makes get me, me wrong. Tired. Like I don't know if it's just cuz I'm old and I'm just like too much energy. Go away. Making me making yeah, me tired. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. and and you know, again, it's like she's not wrong when she's talking if if she's saying I am one of the front runners and these other women are just kind of in the way of me developing a relationship with Clayton. Nothing. I mean, spot the lie. There's nothing about that is incorrect, but you just can't say it because the show has rules, unwritten rules. The show has rules. There are rules to these things. There are known rules and there are unknown rules. And the unknown rules we do not speak of. That's right. Because that would be against the unknown rules. You just got to know. I'm so confused. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So we have this therapy session. She's like, oh my God, I'm stuck about therapy. Um, and Clayton's like super shaken about the whole performative thing. And like Rachel's like, well, I know she's like, I mean, I know it's not me. I know it's not Gabby. I know it's not Serene. I know it's not Teddy or whatever. Or not Serene. No, it's not Teddy. Serene wasn't in this session because she would have talked about those fireflies. Oh, yeah. Um, she's like, I know it wasn't me. I know it wasn't Teddy. I know it wasn't. Wait, Gabby. <laughs> I was like, who wasn't here? Susie and Serene are the one-on-ones. Um, so it's got to be Sarah. And so now they're starting to about Sarah. And uh, I don't know if you, did you are you familiar with the whole couch guy thing? I know this is like old news at this point. This is like ancient history on the internet. But did you hear couch about guy? Couch guy on TikTok? Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know who that is. So yeah. couch guy. So like, where his girlfriend shows up, and he's like, he's like, oh, it's you. Yeah, is that the guy we're talking about? Okay. Yeah. Um. So I might be on the girlfriend side. I'm not sure. Like in terms of like, she's saying that he did nothing wrong, and I'm gonna be inclined to believe her until she tells me otherwise. Um, but when everybody was coming for her, like, girl, just dump him, blah, blah, blah. She was like, listen, if you're going to tell me how to live my life, you can't call me bestie. You have to call me colleague. (laughs) One of the best things I've ever heard on the internet. And so people come to her TikTok still and go, hey, colleague, da, 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 da. (laughs) And, and I'm like, I do love that. And I think she's a marketing genius, but uh, that's what I would call Sarah too. I wouldn't call her bestie, but I would call her colleague. Um, and cause she's not my bestie. And so, so Clayton is like, all right, I got to interview this colleague of mine. And he's like, listen, I think you're fake crying. Uh, cause your eyes are dry. So uh-huh. I'm a detective. Like, I'm just out of tears. There's just no tears left. I'm like, you cried like once, like you don't, you might be dehydrated then if you have, <laughs> I would check out, maybe you have a tear duct disorder. <laughs> Too bad you didn't go to a, a doctor, like a medical doctor. You went to a psychoanalyst and check out your eyeballs. <laughs> so <laughs> it's too bad. 
Um, but yeah, so he's like, yeah, I don't know. I think you're, I really don't think that what you're doing feels real to me. So I just, I don't believe you. And I, I think we're done. This is like one of the few times where I'm like, wow, Clayton is, he's really like doing what he should be doing right now. So good for him. This, this was like, I think the only episode this season where I have genuinely just been happy with Clayton's decisions across the board. Like, it, it, why wouldn't he send her home? And good for him for calling her out, too. And then she's like, well, wait, let me just, let me explain myself and, and, and this and that. And he's just like, mm, no, I still think you're full of shit. <laughs> Yeah, that was, thing. it was just kind of weird. And then he was like, I'm not giving anyone the rose. Bye. And the <laughs> so that was fun. Um, okay, so this, so, okay, this was my only note for Serene, apparently. <laughs> Why? I said, so the date is nice and stuff, and they are kissing, and she is falling in love with him, and IDK, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> That was my note for Serene's date. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Um, <laughs> but she was just like, I am falling in love with you. I'm like, you are? Okay. Okay. I, I mean. I don't see it, but. <laughs> to each their own. Um, yeah. So they did like chestnuts and uh, dance parties and horse-drawn carriages and going to dinner. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like Serene, uh, outside of the weird, creepy firefly thing. Um, I like her. I think she's sweet. I think she's smart. She's got a good job. Like, I mean, well, not good financially, but Mm -hmm. societally anyway, (laughs) um, pay her more and, uh, give her those sponsorships. And she seems to have a good head on her shoulders and she seems to be interested in him, but I don't know if it's enough. I'm not seeing the chemistry there as much as with some of the other women. Like I think Susie and Rachel and Gabby, I see it more than her, but Mm -hmm. I still think there might be room for surprises that she could be in the final three, which is why I keep going. I'm not sure. I go either way. Um, but obviously I wasn't interested enough to write that much about their date. So I'll tell you, I'm not sure. Uh, so let's see what else. So she gets the rose, obviously. So we have Rachel, Gabby and Teddy at the end. Um, who was going to get the rose? I was actually, even though like I knew Teddy wasn't going to make it all the way, (laughs) no pun intended. Um, (laughs) Because she's a virgin. Get it? Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are we I at the comedy she, store in scenic Los Angeles? Thank you. Thank you. Um, I thought she was going to make it to hometowns for some reason. I I kind of I pegged her from the beginning as a hometown contender. So I was surprised that she didn't make it to hometowns. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I figured she'd get a little bit further. But, I mean, at the same time. It's not super shocking. I guess the the only thing that shocked me is I really did think that Gabby was going to go home this week. Really? Only because Gabby has this look on her face like she is perpetually surprised by her own continued existence on the show. 
Um, I just, I don't see the confidence. And I think, which again, this is not a knock on her because I wouldn't be either because it's a fucking weird situation. But that's something that I think contestants often latch onto is they see any kind of insecurity or lack of confidence as a red flag, which is ridiculous, but that's how the show works. Sure. Figured she might get shit canned, but I was wrong. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think Gabby's like going to do better than like uh, she's I didn't think she was going to make it even this far. And I, I just keep getting surprised. No, I don't know. It just keeps surprising me. Well, no surprises in the coming weeks because it's villainous Clayton time. Villainous Clayton time. Yeah, because he's going to tell three women that he loves them. And I still can't figure out what three that's going to be. The hometowns look like they're going to be like good classic hometowns. Like I think it's interesting. Threatening dads, you know, all oh, that yeah. shit. Yeah, Love yeah. a good threatening dad. What are you doing with my daughter? Yeah. Although they've been doing real big time like threatening dad fake outs lately where they just play the scary music, but it's just a dad being a dad. And I mean, that's that's not I, I want a real threatening dad. And I'm also interested because he tells three women that he loves them, but he only bangs two out of three. So I want to know where that disconnect is. Uh, oh, I want to know who's crying. That's true. And I, I'm and I'm pretty sure his Rachel's like crying. Part. Rachel's the one crying on the stairs. You can tell. Okay, so it's her for sure. That she's, then, I can totally tell because Susie does the curly hair. You haven't seen Susie with the straight hair. That looks that that could be no at this point. Who's left? That couldn't be anyone mm-hmm. but Rachel. Forensic analysis shows. Yeah, uh, that was like an easy one. I could tell her hair from a mile away. Yeah. So this is this is going to be juicy. And I'm very excited for the part where Clayton's own parents call him a piece of shit. Dude, I like so that. I was like, hey, buddy, you screwed the pooch. You really screwed the pooch here, pal. Uh, and by you screwed s- the pooch, I mean you you screwed like three women. And I was going to say, when only- you screwed those women, you screwed that pooch. The weird thing is, though, this is not unusual. This has happened in other seasons. Exactly. Why are they acting like this is so weird? No one's ever done this. Yes. Why? Okay. So- I'm really confused by that. Again, because it, it almost runs counterintuitive to the puritanical nature of The Bachelor. Mm. But like, if if it's like one-on-one overnights, end of the road, like you bang everybody, that's fine. That's expected. Uh, I mean, if you don't, that's fine too. But like, we assume he's going to bang everybody. Yeah. It's the I love you's that get thrown around that I think are more destructive. Because okay. that's a no-no word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, but okay, but let's talk about Nick Vile, okay? Oh, yeah, and how'd that turn out for him? <laughs> but no, let's talk about Nick Vile and talk about what he said to Andy Dorfman, is what I'm saying. And yeah, he that's was true. like, he was like, why did you make love with me if you didn't love me? Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, she was trying to be mindful, responsible, and not say, I love you. Yep. And you're still giving her shit. Damned if you do, damned if you don't, I That's guess. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Because some of the women would say, well, if you didn't love me, why would you sleep with me? You know, it's like, because that's what fantasy suites are about. And actually, also, people do that all the time. Like, <laughs> seriously. Stop have making it such a Tinder? big deal. Because uh, I have. Yeah. Uh, Just because you're in like Croatia, dressed like a, a, you know, a Russian heiress doesn't mean that you, you can't just have random sex with a hot guy on TV. Come on. It's so, it's it's just weird. It's just so old, traditional, like, mm-hmm. odd. Which is why, and just as a brief aside here, since we're kind of wrapping up the episode, 
I have been cheating on The Bachelor. If The Bachelor was uh, anthropomorphized as a person, they would be on the stairs crying. I have been watching uh, the the Joe Millionaire reboot series. <gasps> really? Yes. You have? And let me tell you something. I am enjoying it immensely. <sighs> okay. So, so we need to do a little special episode on that too, huh? I, I think we need to because yeah. here's what I enjoy about it. It started off kind of slow and I actually fell off the wagon and then I just like crammed like eight episodes in a row or something ridiculous. Like I watched the first two episodes like, eh, and then I just binged everything else. But I love it because each episode when you watch it on Hulu, 45 minutes. Perfect. Don't don't give me these like in a special nine hour bachelor six night event. Don't do this to me. Okay, doesn't do that. It respects my time. It's got a British butler who actually gives good advice. Lovely. Also, it's got uh, two guys, which is a nice little shake up to the formula. And because of these two guys who have a very wholesome friendship, they also are constantly discussing their insecurities and the show doesn't have the baggage of all these unknown, unspoken rules of The Bachelor. So, like, things that are probably going on behind the scenes on The Bachelor are just happening on Joe Millionaire. And my favorite thing of all is The Bachelor clearly attracts a very specific type of, like, you know, flawlessly beautiful, put-together, confident woman. And there is a much more diverse pool of personalities and styles and just th- these are people that would not be on the bachelor for the most part although there is one very beautiful blonde woman who is she's made it to like the top five or six or something and i'm convinced the only reason she's on there is because she is just strikingly beautiful but all the guys can say about her is like i just can't crack the code with her you know i'm just trying to figure out how to get like she can't and have you're, like, a- and you're and you're kind of thinking like uh and I'm just like, literally, she's just hot, guys. Like, she yeah. <laughs> she has nothing to say to you. But anyways, it's it respects your time. It's interesting. It's different. But it still kind of scratches the same itch as The Bachelor. Highly, highly recommend it. New, I think new episodes are on Fridays on Fox. And you can catch up on Hulu. And it's it's great. So there you go. Ah, okay. Well, so I will catch up and uh, we'll we'll do like a very special, we'll do a couple of very special episodes in here. And I don't know if you know this, but we we have surpassed a hundred episodes already. Like, have we really? Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're, we're, on, us. we're on like, well, and I, I don't know the exact number because obviously this is like, there's also some ice cream Sundays in there, but I know we've surpassed 10 or a hundred episodes uh, with our stuff as well. And I also want to let you know that the podcast in general has surpassed 2,000 listens. Oh, that's lovely. So that's I lovely. just wanted to quickly thank everybody who's been listening. I appreciate you. We we do see, we can see like the listens on each episode and it's nice to see people tuning in again. And so if you're tuning in again and you're still listening, thank you for being here and please if you have a couple minutes and you've got an Apple ID, throw a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That is how we will get seen by more people and beat out those other pop culture podcasts like that aren't as good as ours. Yeah, ours is better. Um, <laughs> so think about it. 
And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens next week. I kind of, I, if I was rational, I would say I think it's Serene's last week. But if it's like totally hmm. out of left field, I'm going to say it's Susie's last week. And those are going to be my predictions. Yeah. I'm saying bye-bye, Gabby. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, we'll see who's right and who's wrong next week. And until then, take care of yourself and others. Be kind. Rewind. Wash your hands. Don't do needle drugs. (laughs) Oh, all the listeners are taking the Joe Millionaire pill. (laughs) 